Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, and they are open. Open till 9 tonight. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Back for the virtual tailgate tomorrow. Just stock up at Brewers Outlet. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The Sunbury Motors Service Department service parts open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And for those of you out there who are really interested in getting a car, check out the website, Sunbury Motors website. Start going through the product lines, and when it's go time to buy, buy. Interest rates are going to be great. All right. Let's get to our play-by-play call of the day. The Pens in the Stanley Cup Final. Now it's Siri. That one came off Stahlberg. It's Schultz working it back in deep. Fresh from the bench, it's Crosby. Crosby on Kunitz and Schultz. Uh, the great Mike Emmerich. The great Mike Emmerich. By the way, is a huge Pirates fan. And the uh, Penguins went to the final. I think they beat Ottawa in that one. Uh-oh, before we get to the barrett Salee interview, here are the Wonderlick scores for the quarterbacks. All right. I think the number is out of 50. Actually, took it once. You know that, Mark? No. I did. I took the wonder look once just to see it. Yeah, what do you do? So I did okay. I got uh, 44. It's not bad. So here are the scores of the 12 quarterbacks who took the wonder look test. Nate Stanley of Iowa got a 40. Jake Fromm, a 35. Joe Burrow, 34. These are all good. Jake Luton of Oregon State, 29. Jordan Love, 27. Justin Herbert, 25. Anthony Gordon of Washington State, 25. Brian Lewerke of Michigan State, 25. Jacob Eason, 23. Then you get James Morgan of Florida International, 23. Jalen Hurts, an 18. And guess who finished last with a 13? Tuatunga Viola. Hmm. 
One of the tests is used at the NFL scouting combine with quarterbacks and offensive linemen usually posting higher scores with averages of 20 or better. The test is used to measure general cognitive ability in three areas, math, vocabulary, and reasoning. The test has 50 multiple-choice questions that are to be answered in 12 minutes. I think I got... I did mine in like nine minutes and something, whatever it was. So, you know, Sue took the test once, three minutes. It's amazing. By the way, uh, punter Pat McAnally of the uh, Bengals scored a 50 on it. Mike Mamula of the Eagles scored a 49. And the highest for quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, scored a 48. All right. Let's get to Barrett Salee, CBS Sports. Barrett, great to have you with us on the show today. Hope you and yours are safe. I've uh, I've been great, just uh, living the quarantine life. Hope you guys <laughs> up there are doing well too. Yeah, we're hanging in there. Uh, you wrote uh, a, a thoughtful article on the economics of all this, uh, and the commissioners of the AAC Mountain West, Max Sunbelt Conference USA, the Group of Five. They sent that letter to Mark Emmert. What are some of the elements that they are facing based on what is going on right now? I think the, the biggest thing for them is, is the uncertainty. They don't, they don't know financially where they'll be. We all know how important um, football is to, to every school, big and small. But um, for the group of five folks, um, you know, they don't necessarily have these massive TV deals. Um, you know, so, so they're dependent more on ticket sales. They're dependent on a bunch of different uh, other revenue streams for the football department. But, you know, these, these schools are not going to be able to field all of these non-revenue sports, um, you know, if, if the season gets canceled, um, you know, or it gets limited uh, in, in a way where you have maybe a little bit of a, of a, a financial change. So you're looking at some of these budgets and some of these, Projections, you're, you know, $75 million for, for a lost season. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then, then basically every sport outside of men's basketball and football uh, are going to be canceled um, or at least postponed a year. So I think they're concerned about that. They understand, hey, look, you know, we got a plan for, for a bunch of different scenarios. We, look, whether it's sports, whether it's politics, whatever right now, it's smart to plan for a bunch of different scenarios. And the worst-case scenario for these group of five schools is loss of football revenue that I think would, would prevent them from fielding the required teams that, um, you know, they've either fielded in the past or are required to for, you know, for legal purposes. Well, FBS, for example, you have to have 16 programs sponsored, and you also have to have, I think, a minimum attendance, I want to say, of 15,000 when it mm-hmm. comes to football. They'd like to have this waived for four years, right? Yeah, it'd be four years because I think when – you look at what the impact would be, again, worst-case scenario, sure, right. if, there's a, if there's no football season this year, nobody knows how long the impact of that would be. You know, I think there'd be certainly some projections. I think we, got, we could all sit there and say, okay, um, you know, it, it's going to be a you know, $15 million loss by year four, but none of us know. And so uh, they, they think at that point, you know, it's sort of like the deal with SMU when they got the debt penalty. You don't know how long it's going to take for each school to build back, and there are a bunch of different factors, and they're different for every single school in the group of five and Power Five and FCS and everything else. So that gives them a window to, to, to sort of work within the parameters of, of what's required for college football and, and really college athletics to sort of build back however they feel 
uh, is the most responsible way, and that's going to differ from school to school and from division to division. No, and no question, because each one has its own dynamics that they work with. I mean, a Big Ten, even among the Power Five, how the Big Ten and the SEC financially operate in terms of the revenue they bring in is different than the Pac-12. Sure, a hundred percent. I mean, Pac-12. That's you know, that's Larry Scott's problem. Is, is that's that's why it's fallen behind. Is that you know those schools from a revenue perspective just aren't even close to what you know the Big Ten and the SEC are, and. And so, and I think the ACC will be there uh, relatively soon. The Big 12 is too. I mean, the Big, the Big 12 is pretty financially um, uh, stable too. So, yeah, I mean, that's and that's going to be the biggest problem is is coming out on the other end uh, of all of this. Where does everybody stand, and what does the landscape of college athletics look like? Because, you know, worst case scenario, if season's canceled, not only are you going to have athletic departments fold up shop, you're going to have schools have massive changes, and uh, in terms of of their financial situations too, on on the academic side. So, you know, yeah, it's um, it's going to be wild. The, the variables that can come out of this uh, are are endless. And and just playing the season, normal playing of the season, as we normally would have had COVID nineteen not been part of our lives, um, I think would um, is probably. I, I wouldn't say the worst. I wouldn't say it's the worst case scenario, but. I think some of the change that could happen if there are some interruptions or some changes from a fan perspective or whatever, some of them might actually be good long-term. And I think specifically, if, if it becomes abundantly clear, and we all know it anyway, but if it becomes abundantly clear that football drives the bus and that the players are the employees, then name, image, and likeness discussions get kicked down the road a lot quicker. And, and yeah. they need to be. And the NCAA has been slow on that this might actually accelerate that discussion. It's interesting. It's interesting you brought that up. Uh, I do want to ask about uh, a specific transfer. It's JT Daniels. Uh, you know, if things didn't work out for him there. Keaton Slovis is the guy. What are some potential de- destinations for JT Daniels? Well, I think LSU is going to be on that list because, <laughs> um, you know, it's, they, they sniffed around the transfer portal before. Miles Brennan has not really played all that much and really all that well. And I think when, when Ed Orgeron, you know, looks around at JT Daniels, he's going to see a guy he's familiar with because, you know, they, they did know each other a little bit. Now, Ed, Ed was at LSU when JT got there, but, right. you know, Ed did recruit him early in high school for JT Daniels. So um, there's that. Uh, I think Tennessee is a really good fit for him, too, uh, because Jared Garantano has been kind of up and down. Nobody really trusts him. Uh, and, and, again, sort of the coaching connection. T. Martin is at Tennessee, obviously knows JT from, right. from their time at USC. So uh, I think those two would be good. Michigan, I think, would be in that mix, too. Yeah, we mentioned that one earlier <laughs> because that's how Jim recruits uh, when it comes to the quarterback spot. Dennis Dodd wrote this article, but I wanted to uh, talk to you about this. Some people have thought, hey, expand the college football playoff, that'll bring in more money. That's not necessarily true. ESPN has a contract, and the, the money flow at ESPN right now is not exactly tremendous at the moment mm-hmm. like anybody else. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like it's, you know, as simple as, oh, okay, they need to make more money, make it bigger. Um, you know, how, how, is, how would that operate? How would ESPN, you know, be, what would they be asked to, to pay? And the answer is they wouldn't have that money. You know, they, they, I know Disney's, Disney's stock has been sort of, um, I wouldn't say untouchable in all this, but it hasn't dropped as much as, 
as maybe other TV networks and conglomerates or whatever. But um, you know, it's yeah, they they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't have the money to do that if they're asking their top you know top earners on air to take 15% pay cuts. That that's a signal right there that they're probably not going to have the the liquidity to 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 pay what the college football playoff selection committee or college football playoff administrative committee uh, is going to want from that. So, yeah, financially it's not worth it. I, I hope it never happens. That's just my personal opinion. But, right. uh, yeah, from a financial standpoint, it, it, it's kind of backwards. But, yeah, no, it doesn't make sense at all. Uh, I want to ask, uh, uh, obviously everybody right now is at home. So you don't have, for example, Penn State would have had its blue-white game tomorrow, which meant the players would have been running in and so forth during the course of the past month after going through weight training and then, of course, weight training in the offseason. The old days, you know, let's face it, you're expected to walk into camp in shape and ready to go. Uh, we may be falling back to 20, 25 years ago as to how you go about camp. How much pressure is this going to put on coaches in this particular year as to how they go about their business considering it is not normal for anybody? It's going to be huge because even if you do have an extended fall camp period, you know, it's not going to be, you know, adding 15 practices, which is what, you know, spring practices were. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to put a lot of pressure on these coaches to make decisions quickly, and, and that means you might have coaches make some really bad decisions. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, there, there's that aspect to it, of it, too. And, and you mentioned camp. You know, I, I think that you're, the biggest, you know, sort of thing that's overlooked in all of this is, is it's not just, get through quarantine, go through camp, and let's see it up and go. I've, I've talked to several coaches where they need, many of them say, four or five weeks of just strength of condi- and conditioning right. um, to get them back in, in playing shape because as much as we'd like to think that we're all staying in shape, riding the Peloton and doing beach body workouts doesn't get you in football shape. No. Um, otherwise, a lot of us would be in football shape right now. <laughs> um, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, they, they need a lot of time, and then they need a break after that to get ready for fall camp. So, yeah, there are a lot of different variables, and it's going to put a ton of pressure on coaches to, to, to make sure you get everything right, but you also have to get it done responsibly, which means making decisions quickly. And you also put together uh, a week ago your list of coaches you think that at least go into this season already with, with obviously a little heat on them at this point. Yeah, I mean, Clay Helton is obviously the one that everyone sort of sure. looks at because he's been giving a vote of confidence each of the last two off seasons. <laughs> So uh, that's the absolute definition of hanging on by a string. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they, they need to get off to a good start. This early season schedule is brutal, and uh, obviously starting with Alabama is not, not necessarily a, an easy thing. But, um, you know, I think that he's obviously one that is, that is up there. Uh, and it's not necessarily hot seat. It's more just pressure, however you define it. I think uh, Jim Harbaugh is under a ton of pressure in Michigan uh, because of, of what he hasn't been able to do. Um, you know, bring them, you know, a win over Ohio State or a Big Ten East title, um, you know, that's not supposed to be – that's not why he's there. That's not why he's making that money. So, you know, he's not going to get fired. I don't think Jim Harbaugh ever is going to get fired. He'll leave before he gets fired. Right. Uh, but in terms of pressure, man, he's got a ton of pressure on his shoulders. Why – when I look at Tom Herman at Texas, why hasn't it kicked – I know they beat Georgia two years ago in the Sugar Bowl, but why hasn't it kicked into a higher gear at Texas considering – everything they have working for them from natural recruiting area to the facilities to name to brand the whole thing i think defensively two years ago they had the bodies but last year they last year they sort of got into a situation where from a recruiting standpoint it was just kind of one of those voids 
you know, you sometimes, especially when you're rebuilding, you have sometimes that, uh, that, that, that year where, for whatever reason, whether it be transfers or just the way, you know, you've got commitments, it's just not there. And, and last year was, was that year where you had a bunch of young kids playing, uh, and they might not have been ready, ready for that yet um, and certainly weren't ready for LSU in week two. And that kind of, um, you know, snowballed throughout the course of the season. They were inconsistent. I think Todd Orlando, their former defensive coordinator, took too many chances. And, yeah. and really that's what happened. That was what the problem was last year. Um, you know, and, and maybe that changes. It, pro- it should change. I think it will change uh, if, if Tom's given enough time. But in Texas, you know, time time's not that – time's pretty valuable, especially when you have – you know, 50 chefs in the kitchen, which is what <laughs> Texas is right now. So, um, you know, I think it's just, it, it was one of those years defensively. And, um, you know, those guys, you know, trial by fire, if they, if they uh, improve this offseason, the scheme fits them better, then I think they'll be all right. I, I've always felt there are certain places where you can go and the path to getting better is there for you based on who you play. Uh, right now, the Pac-12 South is one of those places I think you can make a move. But UCLA is only 7-17 seven and 17 under Chip <laughs> Kelly in two years. Why have they not been able – now, I know it's only two years, so I want to be fair. But why haven't they been able to get traction, especially when they have some elements in place that would allow you to have traction? Chip misses window. Uh, Chip's window, when he was successful at Oregon, when he didn't uh, win uh, fewer than nine ga- or ten games, was being an offensive innovator. You know, he was at the leading edge of what everybody does now. And so at UCLA, it's the same old, same old that everybody's doing out in the Pac-12, but with players who aren't as good. And so I think Chip had done, you know, throughout his career, Chip had successfully altered his scheme to, you know, be on the cutting edge of whatever's new. And, and I, thought, I don't think people realize he was a triple option guy back at New Hampshire. That's how far he came. And... It just he, there, there's nothing left. He hadn't been able to find it. So, um, you know, if you don't have the bodies and you're running the same stuff everybody else is running, you're not going to win. And I think that's the biggest problem. That's why, um, you know, I think Chip Chip Kelly when when he got hired, I said, look, you know, he's this is he's the biggest hire of the offseason. I get that, but this is not going to be what everybody thinks it is. He's going to have to recruit better. And Chip's strong suit has never been recruiting, even no. when he was at Oregon. No, it has not. And just like the people the Eagles will tell you, strong suit wasn't drafting either. So, uh, <laughs> Barrett, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. All right. Yeah, yeah guys, thanks. Hey, stay safe. You too. Barrett Salee, CBS Sports. We will come back with more in a moment. The King will be in the house. Catrillo will be in the house. I said sum up what was done today at the press conference. He gave me like a 12-second synopsis. It sounds like it was <laughs> spinning of wheels. <laughs> Am I being fair here? Yeah, that's fair. I was telling, I was saying earlier, Center County did have its first registered death. But the number of new patients here is still, it's still at the same number, 73. Um, so it's gone zero. In the last six days, increase of zero, then an increase of zero, then an increase of zero, then an increase of two, then an increase of one, and then an increase of zero. So, I mean, that's six days worth of 
Yeah. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics, microbrews, best selection of air anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, open until 9 tonight. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sunbury Motors, by the way, service parts department open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., and check out the great product online. Comes time to buy. You want to be ready and set to go, especially with the interest rates. And today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of air anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, although Buter likes garlic, indeed, second to none. And they are open until 9 o'clock tonight. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And now, see, we finally have the gang all back together. You know, because Catrilla was out for a while today. Well, he's finally back in there. And now we get the king. Hey, what up? What what, what are you up to? Have you left the house? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've left the house. Are you a master? I have not, but I think starting on Sunday, I think if you go to a store here, you do have to wear one. Does that sound right, Matt? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, so you do it. So I... I mean, like I've said the entire time, if I'm told I have to do it, something, hey, I'll do it. That's that's yeah, fine. I'll... The same with me. I mean, that's how we were brought up, and I'm wearing a mask any place I go now. And I've got a thought on it. It's I've got a lot of friends. I do a lot of business with restaurants, and they're all closed. And you owe it to them that's what gets me the government didn't make us you closed all these places but you should have made us do it you know because you owe it to them to get them back open as fast as you can i mean especially like restaurants it's like my business we're taking a beating but the orders are still there and when this is done they'll ramp it up i'll probably have to hire people to right to to get the work done 
you're not going to go back to the restaurant and say, well, you know, I missed eight Sunday brunches. I'll order eight of them, you know. That they're they lost, and they're gonna all the money in the world is, isn't gonna bring it back right. what they lost between Easter and St. Patrick's Day, and right. they're you know it's a total they'll recover, some won't, but they took yeah, a beating. I make two. I want to make two quick points about that. Number one, we do we Kathy and I do order out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do do takeout, and to be honest with you, we tip extra. Yeah, right? we think that's important. But think about this: we do a lot of fundraisers in this country. A lot of fundraisers. Some of them are huge fundraisers. For example, we had Patrick Chambers on yesterday, and we talked at one point about coaches versus cancer. Uh, They're not going to do the tournament this year, but there's stuff in the second half of the year that they're going to do. And as he points out, he said, look, just because there's a virus doesn't mean cancer is taking a day off. So they're trying to keep that going. But think of all the local fundraisers. How often is the local business have somebody come to them and say, we need your help. Mm-hmm. And the local biz- and the local business comes through. All those fundraisers that people need, medium, small, and they ask the local business, we really could use your help, whether it's a financial donation, an in-kind donation, some sponsorship or whatever. Now let's turn the tables. They need our help. Absolutely. Okay, they need our help now, so let's help all of our local businesses because every time we ask for their help, they always come through. They now need us to come through. Them and the farmers. The farmers yeah. have taken an awful hit, and yep. a lot of them aren't going to make it through. Um, I, I, it, it just breaks your heart, and I, I, they got to start opening things and stop treating us like little children. We'll do. I, I see everyone with a mask on now. And I live sure. in an area where we're not really hit here. In South Windsor, you start getting closer to Hartford, and it's pretty bad. But it, people are wearing their masks and keeping their distance. And if somebody's not keeping the distance, then let them know. Hey, people are doing face, what, you know? People I see are doing exactly what they're being asked to do. As I pointed out here in Center County, now we did have one death, and that was reported today. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. But the last six days, there's been an increase of zero, an increase of zero, an increase of zero, an increase of two, an increase of one, and an increase of zero. Right. So that's the, the last six days. Distance. I mean, people are doing it. And, yes, they are. But people... Being someone who owns a small business, and I know exactly what I'm talking about, we can't take go too much further. No. And I've applied for the money, and of course I ran out of the money, and I need the money. And it, what will happen is by the time you get the money, you've incurred so much debt that the money will be gone. And right. then what? Our governor's got to shut down till May twentieth. 
Yeah, I, I know he does. can't go another month and a half. It's not, and so you've got to start United Technologies, which is Pratt and Whitney, which I'm indirectly. That's one of my customers. They just furloughed everybody. You know that. So when the big companies are starting to knock it down, that just goes right down the line, and we're all standing there. I've taken in total money in ten days, six hundred and ten dollars. I don't need to tell you that won't even pay one guy no. one week. So no. we can't make it much longer. So they're going to have to trust that we can we can social distance. We can wear a mask. We, we should have been wearing masks a month ago. Mm-hmm. If, and I, it doesn't have to be a you know fancy mask i mean they could be designer masks make your own mask do whatever but you want oh, to control control's got to shut down to uh, do everything you can to get them open Catrillo's got an Eagles mask. He's got a Phillies mask. Yeah. He's got, I'd say, yeah, it's unbelievable. I do, actually. Yeah, it's like, oh, my goodness. It's just. Uh, Look, a see-through mask. How cool. It's, and it's, actually, Luke it, has a mini Eagles mask for himself as well. It's, it's just shameless. It's just shameless. Uh, some guys wear bra cups. <laughs> Uh, I think it's hilarious. It's just, it's <laughs> it just works, shameless. right? <laughs> yeah, it's just You shameless. know, you can have fun with it. I mean, it's not, but to me, it's a little too late. We should have been doing it a while ago. And, I mean, I've worn it pretty consistently for two or three weeks now when I go in a place. But I'm very limited to where I go, you know. So I don't, I don't go in grocery stores. I don't go, I mean, and... Uh, whatever. Let's do something happy. So we'll take a break and we'll do trivia in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Amparts, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And uh, the service department is open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
And uh, remember, tomorrow the Penn State Network show uh, is going to be on at 1.35 tomorrow. And, yes, we'll emanate from right here in the Sunbury Motor Studio. All right. Trivia time, Matt. Here we go. I'll start off with some football. What Bears running back was known as the Galloping Ghost? And it can be a trick question here. Red Grange. Oh, my God. Oh. They made a movie about him. (laughs) Gavin, do you have a guess? I... No. Uh, Steve is correct. Harold Red Grange. Wow. You were thinking of Gale Sayers. Say the actor. <laughs> yeah, you're you're thinking you're thinking of Gale Sayers. No, I'm, I'm thinking oh, oh. of uh, they, oh. they made the the movie. Walter oh, Payton. Huh? Were you thinking of Walter's Payton? Talking about Brian no, song. They made a movie. Uh, what's his name? He does commercials now. Uh, oh, jeez! And he was the galloping ghost in the movie. And he went to Louisiana State. Um, oh. and it's right. off the subject, but they called yeah, him okay. the Galloping Ghost, and he okay. did play for the Bears and the Washington Redskins. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I'll think of his name, but he's a famous actor. His brother's okay. an act- His brother was in uh, the, all the vacation movies. Oh, you're talking about Dennis. You're talking about the brother-in-law, the big guy. You're talking about Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid played Galloping Ghost. Uh, Jessica Lange was his wife. It was a great movie. Wow, I never, I never saw it. Wow. Oh, it's a great movie. Great football movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I was wrong. (laughs) Okay, my turn. Yeah. Okay, let's see. In Olympic badminton, how many feathers does the bird have? (laughs) (laughs) 50. I'll I'll vote five. Five. 14. See see the things you learn? Okay, I can the rest freely, of mine will be legit. <laughs> I can freely, I can freely admit that, like that, I've already forgotten it. All right, um, <laughs> Is that even gonna, was that even going to be in the Tokyo Olympics? They still have that. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Okay, Michael Jordan won two Olympic gold medals in basketball, one with the Dream Team, but he also won in 1984. Who was the head coach of that team for the United States? Luke Walton. Okay. (laughs) Matt? Uh, I'm going to go with Doug Collins. Bobby Knight. Oh, okay. Bobby Knight. No kidding. Wow. I didn't know that. You know the last guy he cut was? Charles Barkley. Oh, how about that? Wow. Barkley didn't make the team? Did not make the team in 84. Wow. Now, that's a good trivia question. Oh, here's a, here's an even better one. I mean, this is easy, so it's a gimme. 
Okay, it, the 92 Dream Team. Chuck Daly was that coach. How many timeouts did he call in the entire tournament? None. Zero. There you go. He said he told Dick Girardi, he said, he said, man, that was my goal going in. <laughs> they won by an average of like 42 points a game. Yeah, who so, needs a timeout with like that? The UConn women. <laughs> yeah. Okay, You're so up, um, what pitcher holds the record for the most complete games in an MLB career? Most complete Nolan games. Nolan Ryan. Good guess, but incorrect. Wow. Um... Steve Boy, Carlton. I mean, nobody, nobody throws them anymore. Uh, so let's go way, way back. Uh, let's see. Like Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson. Um, how about Haas Radburn? Incorrect. Cy Young. Cy Young? Yes. Wow. Excellent question. That's interesting. Wow. Cy Young. Okay. I got one. In the sport of track and field, what is the only event that is banned in every sport? And this is high school track and field. The only event that is banned in every high school in state except Rhode Island. Think of all the events in track and field. The only event that's banned at every high school in America except in Rhode Island. Uh-huh. Uh, I've only heard of the ones that are in currently right now in Pennsylvania. Okay, I'll, I'll go. Uh, let's let's do this based on safety. Javelin throw. No, that's what I would have thought it was. I'll say the discus. Hammer. No. Yeah, hammer. The hammer, hammer throw. throw. Yeah. It's banned in every state yeah. and every high school except the state of Rhode Island. They have the hammer throw as an event. Wow. Interesting. Uh, wow. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool question. That is very good. Yeah. That is very, very good. Okay. The let's see. The Dallas Stars of the NHL are moved from Minnesota. But the Minnesota North Stars combined with another franchise to then eventually move to Dallas. What franchise do they combine with? Quebec. Okay. In fact, I may buy a little Luca mask that has this team's emblem on it. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, I'll say uh, the the Coyotes. The Cleveland Barons. The Cleveland Barons? Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They, they combined with the North Stars, they merged, and then they moved the team to Dallas. Well, there you go. Wow. I didn't know Cleveland had a hockey team. 
Neither, based well, on attendance, <laughs> no, based on attendance, the people in Cleveland didn't know either. <laughs> but you know what? They actually have pretty they have pretty good attendance now with their AHL team they have there, the Cleveland Monsters. They just won a Calder yeah. Cup not too long ago. Yeah. No. Oh wow. Oh, hockey's really growing. People people love hockey. Oh, God, I love hockey. I uh, can watch we, we, any we, game, uh, and there's nothing better than the Stanley Cup. I will watch uh, any game will, in the Stanley yep. Cup tournament is just fun to watch. Uh, I will watch the Stanley Cup playoffs before I watch the NBA playoffs. Agreed. Absolutely, <laughs> NBA playoffs are sleeper. Yep. The Stanley Cup is just exciting. I just love that. No, miss it. All right, so I'm moving to horse racing. Biggest margin of victory ever in a triple crown race. So it, it's a multiple choice here: five, seventeen. 31. 31. It's 31, 31. lengths. Yeah. It's secretariat, secretariat, and guess what? Yeah, yeah. but yeah, here's one for you. Do either one of you geniuses know who finished second? Uh, no. Come on. Who finished second? That's yes. No idea. Right. This is a running joke that Dick Girardi and I have on the air. He refers to me like he's secretariat, and of course Dick was in the movie Secretariat, okay? Right. He refers to me as twice a prince. Twice a prince finished second, 31 lengths behind. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Who holds the record in basketball for the most fouls? Shaq. Uh, Will nope. Chamberlain. No. Nope. But close. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, ah. 4,657 fouls. Okay, exactly. How many do you think Kareem thought he committed? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> you know what? Uh, Chamberlain never fouled out of a game. You know that? Really? Chamberlain never fouled out of a game. You ever hear that joke with Chamberlain where he stands there and he got so tired of the people uh, asking him how's the weather up there? So he spit on the guy and said it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, open till 9. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage.